So lighting up Baston Hill and beyond. I couldn't resist uh, the urge, I should say, to share with you a few light bulb jokes. So we'll start by taking, um, uh, well, making fun of Anglicans, shall we? And then we can move on from there. <laughs> How many Anglicans does it take to change a light bulb? Thank you, Alan. And where were the rest of you? <laughs> one to actually change the bulb and nine to say how much they like the old one. <laughs> how many Jehovah's Witnesses does it take to change a light bulb? Well, you don't have to go through it. Three. One to screw in the bulb and two to knock on the door to ask if you've seen the light yet. How many charismatics does it take to change a light bulb? One because his hands are in the air already. How many Pentecostals does it take to change a light bulb? Ten. One to change it, and nine others to pray against the spirit of darkness. Now, talking of light, on Wednesday, our solar panels, they went live. If you take a little walk up into the attic of church, some churches have a tower, we have an attic. And... You'll see on the panel, if you give it a little tap, you'll see the panels uh, there of the, uh, whatever it is the machine's called that converts, uh, what is it, AC to DC or DC to AC? DC to AC, that's right, which means absolutely nothing, doesn't it? But I'm reliably informed <laughs> that it does mean a great deal. And you'll see how many uh, kilowatt hours we are uh, generating through our solar panel project. We're now producing electricity for others to use. We're lighting up Baston Hill and beyond. And on Wednesday afternoon, just Wednesday afternoon, we produced enough electricity for 10 houses to use all day. That's pretty impressive. Now, very simply, and I mean very simply. Let's just illustrate how it works. I need a little bit of help for this. Come on then, Olivia. Jack, can you stand up after you're over? Yes. Come on, Jack. Come out the front. That's it. I won't bite. Now... We have a solar panel. This is a solar panel. This is smaller than the ones that are on our roof. Can you believe it? We have 126 of these above there. That's how, if you'd like to move everybody on this side. <laughs> oh, no, the, the roof is very safe, apparently. Um, and then we have wire, probably miles of it. Lots and lots of wire. And the wire goes from the solar panel to this machine that I talked about. There we are. Use one of those wires. That's it. And we'll pretend we're plugging it in over there. That's it. So we've got lots and lots of wire. Okay? And then it goes into that machine I talked about in the attic where it's turned into electricity that we can use, basically. 
And we use the electricity first. So whenever we need to put on a light in church or boil the kettle or, um, I don't know, uh, Joyce turns her computer on, then we'll draw electricity first from the solar panels. And then any electricity we don't use goes off to the national grid. All right? So the proof that we have working solar panels can only be uh, proven, really, if the light comes on. So do you want to turn the light on? So that's what we have. We have a solar panel, lots of wiring, and then we have light or whatever else we want to use electricity for. It's quite good, isn't it? It, it seems very simple. I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than that. But that's actually what happens. So well done. Thank you very much. for. That's it. You can go and sit down and leave the wire. That's it. Thank goodness it wasn't live. But that's a great image, I think, for us as a church. It's a great picture of what Jesus does for each of us. He shines his love into our lives so that we can share that love with other people and help light up their lives. So God shines his love on us so that we might give it away and light up the lives of other people. Now, I, just as much as anybody else, I like this first bit, but this second bit is a lot more of a challenge to me. Because a lot of the time, I don't particularly give off a very bright light, if any. Or else, I quite like the effects of God shining his love in my life. But it's very difficult at times to think beyond myself and to think about lighting up the lives of other people with that same love. But Jesus expects us to do it. In fact, and I'll talk about this in a minute or two, Jesus gives us this love, pours this love into our lives, shines it into our lives, so that we will give it away. We see this from the story that Joe read for us today. The story that shows the risen Jesus shining his love into the lives of his friends, those of his friends in the boat. It gives us a great idea of how his love is shone, shines into our lives too. And there's three things that I want to pick up. Firstly, Jesus encourages his friends through his love he encourages them to be honest with him. When he stood on the shore, if you remember that story, can you remember that story? Jesus is stood on the shore and he says to the disciples, haven't you caught any fish? Haven't you got any fish? Now what would he shout to you and me today? Haven't you got any work? Haven't you got any confidence? Any hope? Any children? Any time for yourself? Any friends? Any peace? Any family? Any money? What would he shout to you today? Jesus doesn't simply ask. He asks so that we might reply. And the disciples are honest with Jesus. No, the disciples shout back. And so can we. We can be honest with Jesus too. 
So today, allow Jesus to love you by listening to his honesty question and replying honestly in return. Secondly, Jesus tells us through his love where to look for the good things God wants to give us. Like the disciples, so often we're sure we've looked everywhere there is to look for what we need. We try all sorts of things, don't we? And yet, through his love, Jesus tells us to look somewhere else. To throw our net over the other side of the boat. To search, to look in a different place. It can seem obvious afterwards, but at the time, it just doesn't occur to us, does it? What things are we searching for? What things are you searching for? Or am I searching for today? And are we looking in the right place? Being loved by Jesus is hearing where to look for the good things God wants to give us. The better place where we hadn't thought of trying before. I've told this story before in another way. But years ago, um, when we were in Nottingham, uh, I had this growing sense of dissatisfaction about my work. I felt called to serve God in the church. But it just doesn't, it wasn't working the same way as it used to do. It, it just didn't feel right. And I got this growing sense that God wanted more from me. But proudly, I just held on to that original idea of what God wanted me to do without realizing that it might change, that he might want me to look in a different place, to do something differently, to search for where uh, the, his good things uh, lay waiting for me. And it was in a different place. And I had to admit that I was wrong. And I found that incredibly difficult. Kate could tell you that. I found it ever so difficult to admit that God was actually calling me to something new. To be a leader in his church. And in order to do that, I needed to look in a different place to see what God wanted me to do. Now for you, it might be something completely different. It might be that you're searching for satisfaction in work or peace um, at home, or some peace and quiet because you feel so stressed out. And you might be trying all sorts of ways to, to achieve that, and yet Jesus has this other way mapped out for you. He's got something else in store for you, something else that you never thought of looking for. And you may even have to lay aside some pride in order to get there. And to look there. These professional fishermen, they surely knew what they were doing, didn't they? In a fishing boat. And yet Jesus instructed them to do something and they did it. My encouragement to us is to act uh, as simply and to respond exactly to what Jesus suggests. So that's the second thing. That's looking in a different place. So if that was the second way that Jesus shines his love into our lives, then the third and final way is this. Jesus provides for his friends in an unexpected way. When Jesus' friends threw the net on the right side of the boat, John tells us that they were unable to haul the net in because of the large numbers of fish they caught. They were totally overwhelmed. When Jesus has shown us where to look, 
He overwhelms us with his love by providing just what we need. It isn't necessarily in the place we thought to look and it isn't necessarily what we expect. But nevertheless, he gives to us because he loves us. What is it that you and I need if we're truly honest? Being loved by Jesus is allowing him to give you what you need, even if that means letting go of what you hope for and trusting that all that he gives you will overwhelm you with his love. The uh, other week we went to Greece and uh, we were in the airport and we were delayed about five hours and we eventually got on the plane and then the uh, pilot informed us that we were delayed another hour and a half or something like that and we had to sit on the plane and we couldn't have drinks or, or anything like that but fortunately we could use the toilet which was a, which was a blessing. And after that long journey, we then took off an hour and a half later, so about six and a half hours late. And then when we got to the airport, we were, we were picked up and we were transported to the hotel. And by that point, it was about three o'clock in the morning with three very weary children and two very weary adults, <laughs> their parents. And we got to the hotel and it, it, was, it was brilliant. I didn't expect this at all. I've got to say, I expected one person who was quite disgruntled to be up at that time of night greeting us and it would take ages and then we'd have to march off and find our room. No, nothing like that at all. We found a whole team of people waiting for us. It was quite unexpected. The lights were definitely on and somebody was home. And not just that, there was somebody there to take our cases and we were completely overwhelmed, weren't we, by the fact that we got on a golf buggy and they drove us to our room. It was, it was most impressive. And we didn't have to find it. We didn't have to go in search. We didn't have to look once at a map. And they took us there and took the cases in. It was really overwhelming service. Just what we needed at that unearthly hour of three o'clock in the morning. I think there's a wonderful image of what those street pastors are going to be doing at three o'clock in the morning. The lights are on and somebody is definitely at home overwhelming people with love and that's what Jesus does for his friends he overwhelms them with his love quite unexpectedly and today I encourage us all to let the love of Jesus be poured into our lives let him shine it into us be on the lookout for it in the coming week but of course that's this side of the story receiving God's love Jesus shining his love into our lives it's only half of the story though isn't it there's another half here that involves lighting up Baston Hill and beyond just like the power of the sun becomes electricity for others to use Jesus expects the love he shows us to become love for others and he gives Peter a set of instructions instructions that will ensure that Peter lights up the lives of other people if you love me Jesus told him then give your life to nurturing my church shepherd my sheep the best way to prove that these solar panels are working is by turning on the lights and Jesus made it clear through his chat with Peter on that beach that the only way to prove that we love Jesus is by loving other people it's as simple 
and as difficult as that. And for us, this means shining the light of Jesus in Baston Hill and beyond. Has Jesus poured the light of his love into your heart? Or maybe you feel like the clouds have come over and you've gone for some time without experiencing the love of God. Like our light bulb coming on through the power of the sun, when we experience the power of Jesus' love in our lives, it makes a difference. It gives us light. We see God at work in places we haven't seen before. When God provides for us in unexpected places. When we know Jesus wants us to be honest with him. I encourage us all today to be open to receiving the love of Jesus in our lives. In our lives. Let him shine his love in us so that we can give that away and light up the lives of other people too. Amen.